This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This is Why You're Single Podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Spera. We are the co-writers of the book, This is Why You're Single. And every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is The Scary Future. Halloween's just around the corner, guys, but also your future is very scary, too. So we're going to be talking about that. Also on the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, why Instagramming is not okay and what exactly that is, and the scientific explanation for why fires are so romantic. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. But first, we want to welcome this week's guest. She is the creator of your favorite Instagram and Twitter account, at Big Kid Problems. She makes nearly a quarter million followers laugh with memes about how much growing up sucks. You might have seen her as the social media expert on Steve Harvey as well. Please welcome Sarah Merrill. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yes. Thanks for coming on. Um, I wanted to read a few of my favorite tweets and instas that you've posted recently. Oh, God. And then I maybe want to get like, you know, uh, the inspiration behind them. (laughs) Uh, She says, I say no worries a lot for someone with crippling anxiety. That that was relatable. Relatable. Very relatable (laughs) content. (laughs) What? what, uh, How'd you think of that one? Um, I mean, true to life. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I'm always, that's like my catchphrase almost like, no worries. Like someone's like, oh, like that big thing that we were talking about for two months canceled it. I'm like, no worries. We'll reschedule it. And inside I'm like crying and dying and just like, okay. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where that came from. We're there with you. Uh, <laughs> here's another one. Nothing, nothing will make you rethink your last breakup, like building your own Ikea furniture. <laughs> so true. <laughs> So true in so many so ways. So true. Have you have you guys ever had that happen where you're like sitting in the on the floor? I mean, you guys have been in relationships for a while, but you're just like there's, you know, the information packets like half in Swedish and like yeah. nuts and bolts everywhere and like part A and like where the hell is part D and you're I just tried, like I tried to build a shoe rack when we moved to our <laughs> new place. That's so impressive. Which should have been so simple. I was having so much trouble. I hired people to like build this bed for our guest room and I was like, um, hey, could you like help me with this shoe rack too? They must have thought I was the biggest idiot. Like <laughs> it was supposed to be so easy. I, I've never put together my own IKEA furniture before my boyfriend I just had my dad do it. So oh, there I've, you go. I've always outsourced. <laughs> You've outsourced. That's smart. All right. Right, here's a couple more. Uh, I can't believe I shaved my knees for this. <laughs> Holla. We've all been there. We've all been there. Uh, don't ever fuck with people who have photos of you from sixth grade. Oh, my God. This is story of my life. <laughs> when friends post like TBTs and it's like my like bad, bad gawky years, I'm like, what makes you think? What? You're looking at this photo. You're looking at the same photo that I'm looking at. What would make you think I would want that on the internet? So true. I'm in a place, though, now. It's beautiful getting older where I'm like, I've I've buried those pictures so deep down that like I haven't seen them in so many years that when somebody does do it, I'm like, oh. oh no, never. Not, no. not there. I will end friendships. I mean, they're hideous, <laughs> but it's like, it's, uh, it's, it's cute. For the most part, there's cute, but you know that there's some of those bad ones. 
like one of those like 13 year old breakouts or something mm-hmm. that have just you really suppressed it far down and if that comes back to haunt you it's just it's trouble it's good all right here's <laughs> the last one that i wrote down that this is my personal favorite because oh this is very me life is so boring when you don't have an online order to look forward to it's so true Man, just like it could be like toothpaste I ordered on Amazon, but I'm like excited for that package to be arriving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, Sarah, how would you describe uh, big kid problems and like what type of problems are big kid problems? Yeah. So big kid problems is basically any problem that it, it's it's around like not wanting to be an adult, right? Like for me, when I started the account, I was... 21 or 22 years old, which is crazy. Um, But it was just like I was being forced into this adulthood life that I was like, I don't feel like an adult. I feel like a big kid. And that's kind of where it came from. So big kid problems are really just anything focused around growing up and being an adult, having responsibilities, whether it's like money or career or relationships, all of these things that are just hard and like only get harder with age. Um, those are, those are big kid problems and that's kind of what I'm ripping on every day. Have you found ways to like combat those problems? Like, are you growing up? (laughs) I mean, yeah, yes and no. Um, no, I definitely, it's funny because I've been doing this for so long now. I've basically my whole twenties has been documented through big kid problems. So I'll look back on things like even sometimes just to kind of like refresh my own material, I'll look back at some of these really, really old big kid problems, like things from like early, early 20s or being like so broke that I'm not in that space anymore. And it like feels good to be like out of that. Um, so sometimes it takes a little bit of that reflection to realize that, oh, okay, I have grown up. Um, and other times I'm, I still feel like I'm 19 or and just not not there. You were last on our podcast a year ago. We did a Thanksgiving episode about meeting the parents. Uh, I can't believe that was a year ago. Can you believe? I know. (laughs) I know. Time goes by so fast. Um, What has changed in your life in in the last year? Dating-wise, professional-wise, how has this big kid grown up (laughs) since we last talked to her? It's crazy. I mean, I I think actually a lot has changed since that last podcast. Um, I, one of my biggest changes over the last year is I left my full-time job because I've always, I've always done big kid problems as like a side hustle and have been doing this as a hobby for so long. And I actually turned it into my full-time job, which is like bananas. I remember getting the email from you announcing you were doing it. And I was like, bravo. <laughs> Cause that shit takes guts to turn blood. the millennial dream. When yeah. your when your side hustle becomes like the real deal, that is like the dream come true. Yeah. I'm glad you thought bravo because my parents were very <laughs> alarmed. They're like, wait, you're quitting your job to write internet memes. Like what? Um, so that happened. So that was around that there was a lot of transition. Um, you know, I had to figure out exactly how to like monetize my account and and really kind of turn this into a business. So personal, uh, I'd say professional growth has been like one of my big things this last year. Um, yeah, so that's been that's been fun. Congratulations. Thank you. Are you still with the boy? I am. I mean, that's that's changed too. Um, I'd say, yeah, my relationship is, has probably gotten more serious, but it's also had new struggles. 
Uh, my boyfriend actually moved across the country to LA in January. Wow. Yeah. So you're you're a new long distance relationship person. I am. How is it going? It's actually, I mean, I'll tell you guys, it's kind of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome for your relationship or awesome for you? I, like <laughs> being able to spread out in your bed and like. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, I think that there's, there's definitely challenges. Obviously, like I was really nervous going into it. I was like, I don't know if this is actually possible. Um, cause you hear like horror stories and it just sounds bad. It's like, all right, these are the, the worst of, of the, both worlds, you know? Um, but it's actually, it's been good. And especially like me doing the transition into like having my own, starting my own business, like that has been so time consuming. And so to not, you know, a lot of times I would probably come home and be like, I'm just going to watch Netflix with my boyfriend, <laughs> but he's not there. So I actually will end up doing work and like be, you know, a little bit more productive as a human. Um, and he's kind of in the same boat too. So it's just been like a good year of like personal growth and like, you know, as long as you're supportive, it it kind of works out. This, that's so interesting. I feel like this is really good for a lot of listeners to hear who are struggling with long distance relationships. Like you, a lot of people that would have a boyfriend move across the country, they'd be like, what's this going to mean for our relationship? And for you, it's just, it's been the best thing that could have happened. Yeah, it's been good. And I, I think it take, it's like a certain type of relationship. Like obviously you have to be like very secure and in your partner and very trusting. And and I think if you have that, if you have like a good foundation, it's totally doable. So how has the communication changed? Like how often do you text? How often do you <laughs> Skype? Like what are the what's the protocol when it comes to a long distance relationship? And did you have to like set those rules before he moved? Yeah, that's so funny you're bringing this up because I I'm probably really I'm really bad at communication. Like I am, <laughs> no. I am like totally like somebody has to like get in front of me and then I can like talk to them, but I'm like running around so much during the day. I'm a really bad texter. Like I am a chronically bad texter. Like even like my closest friends will text me something and I'll get back to them like two days later. Like, <laughs> totally, totally forgot about that. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty bad. Um, I think FaceTime is awesome. I think FaceTime is like revolutionized long distance relationships because it really does, you know, make things a little bit easier when you can see a person. Um, so I, I'm big on the FaceTime. I think that that's helpful. Do you do it every day? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say every day. And how often do you, does either one of you like fly across the country? And did you discuss that before he moved? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of, and I mean, especially now that I don't have a job, <laughs> it makes traveling. You do have a job. You do. I do. I do. But don't I let it, yeah. When, just because you're working on your creative project, Angela and I have dealt with this, <laughs> yeah. right? This is our job. No, yeah. it is. Actually, I work a lot harder than I did when I like worked for somebody else. Um, but it, I have the flexibility, so it's nice. I mean, we try and – I kind of actually – I figured it out. I, I think after you've been doing long distance for a while, you kind of figure out, like, what your breaking point is. Like, mine is a clear three weeks. Like, after three weeks, I'm like, all right, I'm going to start going crazy now. So one of us needs to figure this out. So we'll either fly – we'll either fly – one of us will we'll switch off. It's usually him. Um, <laughs> or we'll meet somewhere. So I've been, like, taking more trips and doing more things. So it's it's been fun. Wow, that sounds like the best long distance relationship I've heard about in a really long time. You're personally thriving, romantically thriving. Good for you. Yeah. Um, Sarah, this is our Halloween episode. Are you going to be able to do a couples costume this year? Is one of you is one of you flying to the other coast for Halloween? And if not, what nope. are you 
No. It's <laughs> so, worth the flight, I think, for yeah. couples costumes. For a good couples, especially for someone that has such a popular Instagram. You, <laughs> you need to like post that on the Instagram and have that be your next meme is like the the perfect couples costume. Yeah. Um and I actually love a good couples costume. I think it's hilarious, but Halloween is like a sacred holiday for me. Like I love <laughs> it. It's like almost I almost like it more than my birthday. And I <laughs> I I love, you know, hanging with my girls. So, it's kind of fun. Like I I usually do like a big girl group costume. I'm about the group costume. So, I'm going to be with my girls that night. I don't think we're, we were trying to figure it out. I don't think it's going to work out. What were you guys going to be? I'm like a fringe member of this group. I'm like, <laughs> like I know the girl she's talking about. And I'm sometimes <laughs> at the, I'm sometimes at the birthday party, sometimes at the parties, but you're not in the matching costume. I'm not in the matching costumes. I think that's because they know I'm like, going to be with Nick on Halloween. At least that's what I tell myself so I don't feel left uh-huh. out. You can totally get in. You can get in. It's so early. I was like, you know, I could have been in that group costume, but I they know I have plans even though I have we have no plans. Really? Yeah. But what were what are the what are the group costumes you guys were talking about just so I can like, you know, just so I know in case I change my mind and yeah. want to be a part of it. So, okay, when <laughs> I say that I love Halloween and I take this very seriously, like I've been thinking of group costumes throughout the year. <laughs> so, one I really wanted to do, it, it got X-Nade, but I really wanted, because I, I want it to be timely too. You know, I'm all about that, like, you know, pop culture. Of course, you, you gotta, know, be. gotta be. Um, I really wanted to be... Um, Fire Festival Survivors. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That's so That's good. great. You know, like a like a slightly ripped like rave outfit, and just like wait, a Sarah. Piece of bread. That's such a good idea. That's <laughs> they weren't into it. They didn't want to do it. I think people were into it. Probably, at probably first. the probably the girls that actually got stranded <laughs> at Fire Festival from the group were, were like too soon. <laughs> Because I think it was like half of our girls' group like was actually at Fire Festival and was stranded. Were you? You weren't there. No, right? no, no, I wasn't there. Yeah, and they were talking about the festival, like showing pictures of how awesome it was. Getting. Oh my god! Oh man, I was one of those just like cackling from bed. I and know. I was like I have no plans this weekend. This is great. I was like so happy to not be there. So. I mean, I felt bad for them, but. Yeah, but, but they were like rubbing it in our face how awesome it was going to be and how there were no spots left. And, <laughs> and then they were like stranded in <laughs> probably with in, no luggage in the also. dirt. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't happy for that that happened to them. <laughs> Don't give me. <laughs> Anyways, my point is that's a great costume. Thank you. Someone can still use it. You know, like it's out there now. You know, people go for it. What other ideas were was it we're in the mix oh, we're in the mix um i've always wanted to do this one again people not super into it logistically it's a nightmare but i always wanted to be like an all-girl roller derby Ooh, squad that's fun and just like wear roller like roller skates um but that obviously presents a lot of issues especially with how drunk some of our friends get yeah yeah could be my, dangerous. my insurance could be dangerous great, so you'll need a helmet <laughs> the helmet might mess with your hair i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah Oh, yeah. that's fun. Well, I'm excited to see what you guys end up being. Thanks. Thanks. You'll see. Um, you guys ready to talk about what's in the news? Yeah. yeah. I always need the approval. I always need that that hard <laughs> yeah. Um, Angela, what have you been reading in the news? Well, I was reading Cosmo. Oh, were you? What was that again? I was reading Cosmo. Sexy. Thank you. Um, Karina Heish is reporting on Tinstagramming, which I was not familiar with the term. Have you guys... Never heard of it. Tinstagramming? No. Um, but the action. Can I guess? I know of. Can yes. I guess before you? Please, okay. please guess. Uh, Sarah, you can guess too. I'm going to guess that like it's where you like reach out to people from their Instagram profiles. 
No? That's actually exactly what it is. Oh. But there's like one more uh, twist to it. It's when you... Wait, wait. Let's say our guess the twist. Okay. Wait, wait. Is it... It's Tinstagramming? Like, Tinsta- like Tinder and Instagram. Oh. Tinstagramming. Sli- sliding into the DMs. I'm sure people are always sliding into your DMs. You know, they're not. What? But Sometimes you, they are. You don't post pictures of yourself that much though, right? I know. I'm actually, I'm starting to, I'm starting to try. You're trying to be a personality. Well, no. yeah, I, I'm trying to like put myself in a little bit more. It just, it makes Shh. the account more fun. I think that there's like a lot of meme accounts. So you got to like put your flavor. You did a really funny it. one recently where you were like, you know, you're hungover when you're like drinking out of the Brita filter. And it was like a little, <laughs> it was like a video of her just like downing water straight from the Brita filter. Yeah. That was funny. Based on your events. <laughs> um, yeah. No, the only people that's, I get like, I get like, I don't want to like offend anybody who might be listening, but like I get like 12 year olds that slide into my DMs. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. You don't want to like a, oh, Anthony Weiner scandal. Are, are they, are they respectful 12 year olds or are they like. Yeah, aggressive. Well, um, I, they can be a little aggressive, you know. Like <laughs> even shame them. Yeah, no. <laughs> I made the mistake of like writing back to one, and then it like it turned into like a whole thing. Oh, like, I was getting like messages a lot. I'm like, am I gonna get arrested? Am I? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Uh, so okay, tell us about this yeah. Instagram. Instagramming, you were you were onto it. It's when somebody finds your Instagram because you can link your Instagram on your Tinder account, um, but it's when you haven't matched with them. So, or you you match and you stop talking to them and they don't get the hint. So then they proceed to go on your Instagram and DM you there, thinking you'll answer there oh, when that's you're not bad. answering on Tinder. But that's kind of people's fault for putting their Instagram on Tinder, right? I, know, I never did it, but it's everybody it. does it now. It's because, like, I don't know. It's a, it's a one more people don't really fill out bios, right? So it's a, it's an easier way to like get a vibe. Of yeah, somebody. you, I kind of you used to put it. it. I've I've done it before. Um, exactly because like a, a short profile, I don't think really like paints the picture. Uh, I kind I like I liked looking at like when I was swiping through guys and I was like on the fence about one. Like I would check out that IG and you know <laughs> go from there. But everything I've heard <laughs> from guys at least is that they. They don't. They don't even see what you wrote. They don't even look at picture number two. They're just like, yes, yes, Sarah, yes, Angela. Yeah, really they're only doing it if they're getting rejected. And then they're like, let me delve deeper. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's creepy. Don't um, do that. Yeah. So, guys, if you're not getting answers on Tinder, just take the hint. It's inappropriate. Are a lot of people doing this? This is like a new yeah. dating phrase. Is that basically what it's, the deal is? It's a sensation. Um, the story was originally in New York Mag, and they interviewed somebody in Chicago who said somebody was Instagramming her for two full years. She didn't answer him for two years, and then finally she blocked him. I mean, I would block somebody after like a month. Yeah, I yeah, think after, after a couple days. Quicker. Two years is creepy. But we, this is something we hear consistently, though, from listeners and stuff. I think people are just so worried about being like polite. They're like, I don't want to offend this stalker. Yeah, what by goes blocking the guy's the name, Like, what goes through his mind that he's like, oh, maybe this nineteenth message will do the trick. I don't know. Like, I think some guys think like that they'll like you'll finally break down, or maybe they consider it like courting. Like, you know, I really got to show her how prove how interested I am, and they don't understand that that's like not the case. Yeah. That that's that's not yeah. courting. That's not. They, they know you're interested. I remember I had met a guy in a bar when I was single and I never answered his texts. And every Saturday night he would say, you out? You out? 
<laughs> and it kept happening That's forever. And I, was, I never answered him. So weird. All right. You want to know about what I've been reading? Yeah. I've been reading New York Magazine, Science of Us. You know, it's my fave. This is an article by Erin McGee. By the way, Erin spells her name E-R-I-N-N-E. Whoa. Weird, right? Whoa. 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 It's like Erin E. Let's talk about that <laughs> instead of this awesome article about the scientific explanation for why fires are so romantic. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I love a good fire. I probably have like, I don't know, like 60 candles in my house. <laughs> Uh, a lot of romantic stuff happens around a fire or a bonfire. So this writer got to the bottom of why. A 2014 University of Alabama study found that people were more social while watching a fire. They also had lower blood pressure, suggesting that they were more relaxed, which kind of like opens you up to romantic things happening. You're relaxed. You're talking. Um, so this anthropologist from the University of Alabama named Christopher Lynn authored the study and he said campfires and other types of fires like hearth fires. I don't know exactly. Oh, like hearth? Hearth, hearth? fires? Is yeah. That- they seem to be multi-sensory stimulators. So they grab our attention through every single one of our senses. Uh, there's also the fact that humans are seemingly wired to gather around fires at night, a practice that stretches far back in the history of our species, explains this evolution evolutionary psychologist named Matt Rossano. Early on when fires were most often built of necessity rather than for entertainment, the people who maintained them had to cooperate in order to enjoy the fire, such as warmth, protective light, and ability to cook food. So the anthropologist also says, fire tends to focus attention on the immediate venue in the moment, thus helping to enhance one's interaction with others rather than pulling attention to an outside source. So it's really all about like social bonding and like staying in the moment. I found this very fascinating. What how what are your feelings on fires? I'm into it. <laughs> pro. I'm very pro fire. Are you fires. pro fire? <laughs> well, I'm you know, I'm a big Hajj fan. What? Who, now? We've are, talked about do, do you know Hajj? No. Are you do like, you mean Huga? I always said it's wait, it's H Y G G E. Yeah, and it's pronounced Huga. I've Googled how to pronounce it and Everybody, I found many different answers. It's Huga. It Huga? I don't know pronounced? either one of those. So, okay. It's like basically this I have, Norwegian I have. concept of like comfort and, and warmth. And it's all about like white sweaters and candles and fireplaces and I have coziness. a Huga. I have a Huga book for the record. So like a perfect Huga night is like exactly what Angela's explaining. It would be like you'd have tea. You'd be in like really cozy like sheepskin slippers. You'd have a blanket. You'd be in front of the fire reading a book. That's like a perfect Huga night. So it's like comfy but goes beyond the word comfy. And right. it's called – yeah, it's called Huga but it is pronounced – in a way that you would never think that that's how you say it. Those crazy Norwegians. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it's all very relaxing. So it makes sense. And the candle is like the essential part. I don't know what it is. It's whatever. I guess, you know. You got to have can- you gotta have candles or at least a fire going. Yeah. I like that. I wonder how big the, like, the fire has to be, you know? <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. Is there a minimum? Maximum? A minimum. <laughs> Definitely a maximum. Your Definitely house can't be on fire. Maximum. That's not romantic. Yeah. Do you guys have any romantic memories sarah like around a fire like a bonfire from when you were a teen did anything sexy happen i'm like thinking of like my girl scouts camping trips and so no <laughs> no girl and girl actually. yeah okay no. um i mean no but i i mean i have a fireplace in my uh, apartment so i like light candles in that and that you know sets the mood yeah what about you angela any romantic times around a fire i mean i definitely 
enjoy some good fireplace time. I think I would be turned off. Anything too cheesy, I'm kind of turned off by. So like if I came home and like Ian had the lights off and like candles and rose petals, I don't think I would be into that. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, casual fire. Oh, there happens to be a fireplace here Mm -hmm. that I'm into. Yeah. I fires for whatever. They really light the fire within me. Oh, I oh, that's what you did there. I I remember being with Nick or at a bonfire with a bunch of friends, and this was like really late at night. We were like somewhere in Montauk, and for whatever reason, like everybody around the fire fell asleep except for Nick and I. So everyone was asleep, and I was like, and I was just like really turned on by the fire, and and Nick. So I tried to grab him and like walk him down the beach and start like getting it on and Nick was not having it. He was like, we're not hooking up on this like public beach. (laughs) You had to go closer to the fire. You were going too far away. I don't know. He was also like, what if the people wake up that are like at the bomb? Like, we don't know how, we don't know how long they're out for. And then they're going to find us like, you know, rolling around in the sand naked. So he was like, not for it. But the fire just was turning me on. (laughs) It was lit. It was lit. (laughs) It was lit everywhere. Um, all right, guys, we are going to jump into the mailbox. But first, let's take a quick break to thank some of our sponsors. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox for Sarah to help us answer? Okay, so first up, we heard from our listener, Renee. Renee actually uh, submitted one of the messages that she got. We love when our listeners do this. She wrote, first, love the podcast. Thanks for making me look like a crazy person at the gym. I'm always busting up laughing in the middle of trying to get fit. Anyway, I know. <laughs> Um, thanks for listening. Anyways, here's a conversation I had with the stupid boy on Bumble. It made me laugh, though thought you two might get a kick out of it. Laura, would you like to role play? I would. I'm actually can we can can I role play this with Sarah? Sure. Okay. God. Sarah, you play the lady, so you're gonna play the messages in gray. Okay. And, Laura, you'll, and I'll, you'll play the gentleman. And I'll play the gentleman. All right. I'm gonna play Travis. This is the gentleman. Thoughts? Can you make me breakfast after I eat you out? Nah. I think I just take a hard pass on that one. Good luck finding a lovely lady. Not sure lovely is one you're going to find that'll let you talk to her like that. Oomph. I'm sorry. Was that too forward? Well, if you have to ask, that's a good indication that, yeah, it probably was. (laughs) I understand. I'm only in the area for one evening. Plus, I'm kind of a cunnilingus... A cunning linguist. Oh, God. Uh, Barf. Grown. So bad for so many reasons. Oh, come on, <laughs> Travis. Get your shit together. Um, just go to go to Tinder where that's for, you know? Like, steer clear of Bumble, man. Yeah. yeah Bumble's a, a respectable space. place. <laughs> Bumble is the feminist app, guys, okay? When you were Tindering, did you get any horrible messages? Uh, such as this? Yeah, I think I've, like, blocked them out mentally. <laughs> But yeah, nobody offering to eat you out. No, not a straight up one (laughs) like that. But I can't imagine somebody getting that message and being like, totally like, let's do this. Yeah. Right. Like, even if that's what you're there for, like, finesse it. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you are are there for that, I mean, I'm assuming her profile didn't say like, only looking to hook up, you know, (laughs) only looking to get eaten out. Only looking to get eaten. Yeah. What an amazing profile that would be. Right. So popular. (laughs) Um, All right, now we have an actual question from a listener who needs your help. This is an anonymous listener, and she writes, So I've been on and off with this guy for four years. Then last spring break, we planned a trip to Maui. Up to the trip, we've been talking and arguing a little because we were long distance, and I felt we didn't talk enough. 
I'm also a little jealous and I would see him online and I got mad that he had time to like other girls' photos and not message me. When I finally got to the airport for our trip, he stood me up. What? I know. I was at the airport calling him and just hoping. So I go to Maui anyways and he blocked me on his phone and social media. After that, a week passed and then he explained the situation. Okay, wait. We got to take a break here. So let me just get... She was on and off for Gaia for four years. This is not like you're dating Guy for a week and you do a spontaneous trip and he turns out to be like, right. like a super flake. For four years and then because they're arguing, this is how he breaks up with her. He just like doesn't show up for a trip to Maui. Like what is this like Ross and Emily and friends? I, and it literally <laughs> sounds like they didn't even have like a major fight. It was just like, oh, I'm a little jealous. We were bickering. And wow. He abandoned her at the airport. What yeah. the hell was his excuse? Um, well, I think he just... When she says he explained the situation, he was just like, "Ah, oh, like I, I didn't want to show up. We were we've been fighting." Yeah, because like when I I emailed her to follow up, that's kind of the gist I got. That was the explanation. Yeah. Wait, wait. Read read what else she wrote in the email. So she says two weeks after I met someone else on Tinder, and I met that guy's parents the second date, and then all of his friends and other family extensions, and I feel completely immersed in this new guy's life, but I still have feelings for the guy who broke my heart. And this new guy, he doesn't excite me like my ex, He, but he's so stable. Is this a rebound, though? This is my first real breakup, and I'm not even sure what a rebound is. Should I end this new relationship because I'm still hurt for my ex or grow through the pain with the new guy and heal that way? And should going back to my ex even be an option? No. No. That's that's, that's easy an easy part. one. That's the easy one. <laughs> no. Wait, wait. So, okay, Sarah, you answer first, but I just want to clarify something. What was the what was her ex's excuse again? Not that it's even relevant, but I'm just I I want to know that they had been fighting. Wow, this guy's <laughs> a douche. Yeah, I know. She did. She told me because we were emailing back and forth a little bit. She was like, "Well, I got a lot of free drinks when I was in Maui because I told this story a lot. So good for her in that sense." Yeah, I hope she had a great time in Maui. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad she went. I probably would not have gone. Oh my god, good for her. I, I've, I've been dying to go to Hawaii lately. Also, um, yeah, she could have brought me. All right, Sarah, <laughs> what what do you think are the answers to all of her questions oh, about man. this new guy and? Okay, so I'm actually in a unique position to answer this because this is how I met my current boyfriend. What? Yes, I was going through a really tough, a really tough breakup and met him like a month later. Like I was not ready to meet him. Um, And to answer her question, she's, what was one of the things she said? She said, um, she's just like, this guy's too stable. She's worried if he's a rebound and she wants to maybe like end the relationship. And she's like still thinking about her ex. Right. And she does, she says he doesn't excite me like my ex does. Okay. Well, she dated that guy for four years. She needs to give this guy a little time and a chance. Um, she's obviously going to be hurting about her last relationship. Those things just don't go away. I mean, it was four years of feelings. So I think she should proceed. I don't think it's any reason to end this current relationship, especially if the guy seems to be like super steady and great. I don't think that's a good reason to end it, but maybe proceed with caution and really see if if she has the availability to kind of keep feeling it. Um, because you know she might not be there yet. She might need to take some time. But I don't. I think you can you can kind of feel out a relationship for a while and see if it's going well. Um, and you don't have to like, she doesn't have to move into relationship zone with this guy right away. Right. Like they can just take their time and kind of work it out. Yeah. I think that's kind of going off of that. She said that she met his parents on the second date. So maybe slow down with this guy is like kind of what Sarah's saying. Like, 
like, you know, still feel it out, but, but just slow it down, like pull the reins back a little. So when you started dating your current boyfriend and after just a month of breaking up with, with your ex, did you have similar feelings to what she was feeling? Like, did, did your current boyfriend, like, was he like not that exciting at first? And were you still kind of feeling things for your ex? Like, do these feelings feel like do you standard standard? Yeah. (laughs) I, I think those are all standard for sure. Um, I mean, I was I was definitely in a position where I was, like, done with the other guy. Um, but it took a little bit of time. I mean, I wasn't, like, imme- immediately um, smitten, you know, in this new relationship. I was really cautious about jumping into another relationship and actually, like, kind of put the poor guy through hell for a while <laughs> because I was pretty noncommittal and, and still going through things. But especially if the guy – it sounds like this guy probably has, like, some pretty good feelings for her that he – she, he introduced her to his parents right away. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like he might he might be the kind of person that could wait around and and kind of be respectful. I don't know. Yeah. Do you have anything to add? Um, I think once she accepts that her ex is not an option, then maybe she'll she'll be in a place to give this new guy a fair chance, and sh- she'll answer her own question. You know, like either he'll be worth taking it slow but sticking with, or just being like, okay, I'm not feeling this. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. She could be honest with the guy too, like the new guy. I mean, I think anybody would understand that. You know, she didn't choose when she met him, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. But yeah, getting back with the ex is not not an option. You're never going to trust this guy. (laughs) He obviously he doesn't know how to deal with with any kind of argument. So any type of long term relationship is just going to go bad because you're going to fight. You're going to fight and you need someone that's going to stand by you and that's trustworthy and that doesn't like block you when you have a trip plan. It's just what he did is so insane. There's so many things that go bad when you're fighting with someone and like the worst comes out. But this I truly think is unforgivable. That's a deal breaker. Boy, bye. Boy, bye bye. All right. It is time to jump into our reason of the week. This week's reason is the scary future. Yes. It would be great if we could all stay in the moment, but sometimes it's impossible. And we get pretty freaked out when we start thinking about the future. And Sarah, you told me a little bit about the thoughts that go through your head when you start thinking about timelines and like your future. Could you tell us a little bit about about oh, the about the, the crazy the calculations and that you were making <laughs> recently? Yeah. So I mean this is like a newer th- thing for me I mean I'm like in my late 20s now um and it sucks because I feel like this is such a specifically female problem I don't think guys have this this issue but like needing you know that if you want to have kids it puts like a set timeline in your head like it does like there it's just physiology physiologically yeah a, a point so like for me, and I mean, this is like not even a great thing. Like guys, if if you want to scare yourself, like do this. Like I wouldn't recommend anybody doing this. Um, like I started recently thinking, I started thinking of like a backwards timeline. So I'm thinking like, all right, I definitely want to have more than one kid. So, and they say, you know, after 35, it becomes challenging. So I started working backwards. So I'm like, all right, if I have my second kid by 35, which is like later in the timeline, Let's say, all right, you want two years in between kids. That's like kind of the standard. So I'm like, all right, I should have my first kid by 33. And I'm like, well, if I have my first kid, then I want to think of when I should get married because I don't want to just get married and immediately have a kid. I want you want to, to enjoy like being married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So working back on that timeline, well, first there's nine months of pregnancy. So put that in around like 
31. And then I want a full year of marriage before that. Well, that's 30. And I'm like, then you need to actually get engaged and plan a wedding. And that's 29. And oh my God, I'm 29. <laughs> oh my God. It needs to happen right now. Yeah. You were like, oh God, I'm 29 next <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah. When you texted me or when you, you email me this and I was like, so funny because that goes through so like whether girls admit it or not, it goes through every girl's no, mind. Literally to a T, I'm also 29. Yeah. And I've been doing this math for a while and I had the exact same moment where I was like, well, I'm already behind. Yeah, <laughs> it's scary. It is scary. It's, yeah. it, I think it is a uniquely female problem and it's not fair. Do you think that it's just women that want to have kids that freak out about the timeline? Because there's a couple girls in our girl groups that they're like, I don't want to have kids, which is, you know, more power to them. But I feel like they're also still focused on the timeline. It's not even just the kids thing. Yeah. Do you do you see that too? I, yeah. I mean, I can definitely see that. And I think it's just, it, it's hard, especially I, I think in the day and age that we live in too, like people are just accomplishing so much at a younger age that when the years start going by, you're like, oh crap. Like I, I was, I look, I look at, um, who was this that I just realized was like younger than me and I'm like, oh shit. Um, Jessica Williams, you guys love her. Oh yeah, of course. Really. Um, she just had her like 28th birthday episode, and I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> she was on the Daily Show. Like she has a her own show. Her she own has her own book. Her own book. Like she's accomplished so much. So I think like when you really start to compare yourself to other people out there, that's like when the timeline. I think still she has a book. You. Does she have a book? Probably. Yeah. Probably. She's been she in many movies. She's crushing Whatever. It. She's crushing it whether she has a book or not. We're yeah. at the point where a lot of celebrities are younger than us. Yeah. Oh, God. Let's not even go there. <laughs> also at the point where I'm like, I don't know who a lot of celebrities are anymore. So, yeah, we're really old. Yeah. Do you, that is a fact. You interact with, like, a lot of people through big kid problems. Do you, you see guys worrying about timelines at all? Not as much. I honestly don't. And I mean, even, like, the guys that we're, like, friends with and talk to you, like, are – I know guys that are just having their first kid now at 40 and it's not, it's not an issue for them. It, it doesn't matter. And I like, they to just think, marry some young bitty. Yeah. And like, if, I like to think about it like if I had an extra 10 years to keep doing what I'm doing, like I would totally enjoy that. I'm there it. with, I'm there with you. But yeah. don't people say millennials are getting married, millennial men and women. We're all getting married later. Right. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. that's, that's also the trouble is like they're, they're, they're freak. They are getting married later, but it's the anxiety before that happens that right. I feel like is the problem. Because, yeah, I have so many friends that they, like, just got engaged or they just started dating someone now that they're excited about. But I've been hearing about this, like, timeline anxiety for a while. So it's kind of hard to escape, even even though your future is going to work out just how it was supposed to and everything's going to end up fine. And, like, maybe it's not exactly how you pictured it, but it's going to be great. We still just work ourselves up. That's true. Have you guys ever – you've heard of the musical chairs analogy? No. Oh, my gosh. Somebody told me this, and I was like, this is nailing it on the head. I think I made a big kid problem about it, too. It's – you know when you start the game of musical chairs or so many chairs and everybody's, <laughs> you know, going around slowly. It's not that – you know, the music stops. Everyone finds a chair to sit down, and it's easy. Of course. And then – Although, <laughs> when I, in my bat mitzvah, I played a different version of musical chairs. It was, like, musical boys. So we all – this is when I was 13, when you have your bat mitzvah. So you go around just like you do with chairs – and instead of like sitting in the chair, you stop at a boy and it's all the girls are going around the boys. You stop at a boy and you kiss him. Oh, my <laughs> oh. God. It was what super. Where were your parents? <laughs> they were watching. I think maybe we had to kiss on the cheek. But I don't I think it was the lips, too. I don't know. I mean, so you that, know, 
that's actually literally what you're talking yeah. about. But yeah, that's a much better representation. But in, in 2017, I'd play it a little differently. It doesn't have to be boys in the middle. It doesn't just have to be girls in the house. Like you could do whatever. You could make out yeah. with your girls, guys on so, guys, whatever. So but gender normative you were at 13. Yeah. I was so gender normative at 13. I'm very embarrassed by it. But okay, so what's the musical chairs yeah. you're talking about i mean basically same thing like you're walking around you have you have plenty of chairs to choose from it's not that anxiety proven but then as the, the time goes through it like goes by and the music speeds up and the chairs are going away and people are matching with chairs and then the chairs are going away and everything's on fire and everything's <laughs> on fire. it just it, it kind of i think shows that anxiety of you know the speeding up and you start to see like the people your age pairing off and you're like uh-oh <laughs> wow, that is like the I best. Need to find my chair. That's the best analogy <laughs> that I've heard when it comes to timelines and the scary future. I know that is great. And then I, I mean, it also explains why, as people get older, a lot of women sometimes feel like they have to start settling or like adjusting what their standards are because they're like, well, there's only two chairs left. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess I like that. They just chair. need to do better at searching for chairs. The chairs are just exactly. hidden. Chairs you need are to there. go to another store. The yeah. chairs might be in another state. Yeah. So that's the thing I, I should clarify is that I don't think that that's the reality of the situation. That's just our all our internal yes. our internal fears. And that's not really what it is exactly. There's plenty of chairs. There's chairs <laughs> everywhere. You can go somewhere else and get a chair. There's plenty of chairs in the sea. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. On that, op- on that note, it's time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. future is a scary place. Sometimes we're not ready for it. We're still growing up, but we're going to test Sarah's knowledge of this. We're going to find out how well she can tell the difference between kids and adults in a game we call Big Baby. Baby. We are going to read a quote that's either from the movie The Little Rascals or from the TV show Girls, and you have to tell us whether it's from a little child or a woman, a.k.a. a girl. You ready to play? Amazing. Let's do this. Okay. I'll go first. Sometimes being stuck in my own head is so exhausting that it makes me want to cry. Is oh, that from girls. For sure. That's Marnie. You don't think Spanky said that? <laughs> um, all right. Next. No one could ever hate me as much as I hate myself, okay? So any mean thing someone's going to think of to say about me, I've already said to me about me probably in the last half hour. Oh, that's girls. Standard Hannah. Yes, yeah. yes. girls. <laughs> Quick, what's the number for 911? Little rascals. I feel like I'm, I shouldn't be allowed to play this game because I know both of these so intimately. <laughs> Good. You're going to ace it. <laughs> you're going to ace yeah, it. Yeah, we picked the perfect game. Um, all right. You only meet your once-in-a-lifetime friends once-in-a-lifetime. Oh, that could really go both ways. I know. This one's a tough one. I'm going to say little rascals. You're correct. It was stymie. Yeah. You are one, two, three, four. You're four, four, four. Uh, Five, five, five. Whatever. Um, Okay, next up. It's just you. You're uncomfortable in your own skin and you think it's everyone else's problem. Oh, girls. Right? Yeah, that's Elijah, baby. Mm -hmm. All right. You know what the weirdest part about having a job is? You have to be there every day, even on the days you don't feel like it. Oh, girls. And I relate to that. Yeah, that's Jessa. Jessa. My favorite. My favorite girl of the girls. Um, all right. Next up. I'm usually a lover, not a fighter, but in your case, I'm willing to make an exception. Oh. Girls? 
No, that was a rascal. That was alfalfa. Oh. That's when he like punches the bully. Oh, <laughs> I'm, man. I'm, I'm glad one of those worked. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. All right. Um, I'm not ashamed of you. I'm proud of you. I just don't want anyone to see you. Classic rascals. Yes, you know, wow. that's when he's trying to hide. Alfalfa's trying to hide Darla. He doesn't want his friends to see he's in love. All right, here's the last one. Let's see if we can trick you. It's hard to tell someone so young that things don't always end up the way you thought they'd be, which is truly like the thesis of this podcast. Yes, that is a universal truth. Oh, that's, that is a tough one. Um, wait, say it one more time. It's hard to tell someone so young that things don't always end up the way you thought they'd be. Girls? Yeah, you did it. That's Ray. Ray from Girls. Very always had very insightful things yeah, to say on the show. Philosophical. Um, amazing. You did such a good job. Uh, a plus. Just got one wrong. All the rest were right. You sure know your you know your kids and you know your adults. <laughs> um, I'm so happy that we were able to have you back on the podcast. Yes, you're you're thanks. you join our two timer club. Woo, not very as pre- elite. Not as prestigious as the SNL five timer <laughs> club, but uh, yeah, you don't get a jacket or anything. But we'll have I should have definitely some. have jacket. Yeah, yeah. it's something. <laughs> Uh, guys, we hope we have cleared up this week's reason. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Thank you so much to our guest, Sarah Merrill. Follow her on Insta and Twitter at Big Kid Problems. Check out her merch and her website, which is thebigkidproblems.com. Any other plugs we should tell people about? Um. Oh, go on my website. If you sign up now for my newsletter, I have a new newsletter feature, and it's cool. really fun, and it's only monthly, so it's not annoying. Okay, <laughs> sign up. And while you're at it, sign up for ours too. Yeah. <laughs> also monthly and not annoying. Yeah, and sometimes we don't even send them some months if we don't have any if yeah. we don't have anything that exciting to you, say. You so. can't get better than less than monthly. Yeah, exactly. You can also check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and our audiobook is on Audible if you'd like us to read the book to you. And you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors and codes, check out our podcast page at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. That's also where you can find the newsletter if you're looking for it. Um, we're on social. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. You can follow me, my personal, at Laura Lane Rad on Instagram. And on Twitter, I'm just at Laura Lane. And on Twitter and Instagram, I am Sparadactyl, like my last name, and the dinosaur. Please like and subscribe to the show on iTunes if you enjoyed what you heard. Thank you so much for listening and tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. This is why you're single. 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 That was a headgum podcast.